This is episode 100 of the 200 Churches Podcast. These volunteers are important. Buy them a gift card. Take them out to lunch. Show your gratitude. Just say, hey, you mean a lot to our church. We want to say thank you. Because if you don't feel that way, if you don't feel gratitude to your volunteers, you don't deserve them to be volunteering for you. They should go to another church. Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast, which is all about pastors of small churches. If you are a small church pastor or leader, this podcast is for you. Each and every Wednesday, we deliver another episode specifically designed to bring ministry encouragement to pastors of small churches. Now here are two guys who serve and lead in a 200 church. The meat and potatoes of ministry podcast, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. As always, I'm Johnny Craig, and I'm here with... My most friend. of the time, I'm Jeff Cady. Yeah, most most of the time. Sometimes you, I don't know, you, you like to moonlight. Sometimes, Johnny, I'm your boss. Rarely, but yeah. Right sometimes. now, I'm Jeff Cady, but sometimes, <laughs> you know. When I need the discipline, you're my boss. But for now, we are podcast partners. Oh, well, it's a happy day then. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, this is... I don't want to make a big deal of it, right? We were not, yeah, exactly. We're not going to make a big deal of it. It's just not okay. Oh no, you can talk about. Oh it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, some podcasts that I listen to, it's like every five episodes. I can't believe we've done blah 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 episodes. We don't. We don't I, do that. I hope not. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. This is a hundred. But this is episode one hundred. That's kind of cool. Trick digits. It is cool. I don't know. I've been looking forward to it. So for me, it's like, hey. A hundred. We made it. Like, I don't, uh, I'm not the greatest at follow through all the time. And, really? Uh, I, it's surprising to you, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this has been, I mean, it's been awesome. So hundred episodes. In, in my mind, it's a milestone. I've carried you on my back, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. That's a hundred percent true. You know what, though? The truth is it does take two to tango. That's and true. I could not have done it by myself, nor... Would I have wanted to? No, I don't think so. You know, there's these solo podcasters. A lot of them are. Yeah. And honestly, boy, I'm I'm glad that we don't have to do that. Yeah, but think about it, right? The one and only, the great Michael Hyatt. Yes, anyway, Michael Hyatt. Michael Hyatt. He actually switched to a, a multiple people on the podcast. Yeah. So we we beat him to it, and then he probably listened to us. Oh, I'm sure. He listened to us and said... They actually do it so much better, I should do it that way. I am actually a Platform University member. <laughs> well, there you go. So I am a charter member of PU. I'm sure that he has heard it that many times. I'm and, sure he and has. And thought to himself, this is, the, this is the podcasting wave of the future. Well, we want to get right into what we're going to talk <laughs> to you about today. D- d- rough transition. Yeah, yeah rough we transition. Do. We want to get into it. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to talk about, you know, oh, we did this in, in such and such episode. However, we're better than Michael Hyatt. Nobody's saying that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I might have just said we're, it, but nobody's saying it We're after different. that. We're different. There you go. Quite different. In fact, <laughs> we're different. All right. So if you go back to episode 10, we have- That's the, a long way. Yeah, it is. It is. We have one of our board members on episode 10, and we talked to him about managing volunteers and leading volunteers. And so you've got to go 90 episodes back since we've had an episode that was devoted to volunteer leaders, with the exception of a couple of our conversations with Dan, Dan Ryland. Ryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan talks yeah, about that quite a bit. talks about um, 
something leadership. Amplified. Amplified Come on leadership. Now. Wow. That's our guy. You gotta that remember is, the book. Is. You know, and by the way, with everything that's kinda of gone on craziness in, in my life, we've missed our three amigos, uh Dave Jacobs, Dan Ryland, and That explains Carl. the hole in my heart. Yes. Carl just, the just Shark saying. Invaders. Yeah. Uh, we will we will get them we'll back, get back. A S A P. Hopefully, they're still contractually obligated. Oh, oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. The terms are written out. Clearly. Well, they've re- they've all received their checks. There you go. So you yes. Go. Um, <laughs> actually, they're volunteers. They so they are volunteers. This actually is about them a little bit. So, but. Johnny, share with our listeners the title of our podcast today. It's just two words. The title of our podcast: Valuing Volunteers. As we're getting to the end of the calendar year, we got a new yeah. year coming, and you know, you think about goals, and you think about what can we accomplish in the coming year. Some of us are shaking, la- you know, this year off of our boots and looking forward to a new year. We think about volunteers. I think about volunteers, absolutely, and uh, you know who who serves and why are they serving and how are they serving and do they even know that you know they exist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I. We, we knew we were talking about volunteers today, and I came into to our makeshift studio here, and Jeff had printed off all these great articles. We're going to link to them on the podcast. Um, but we wanted to talk about volunteering, I think, in two waves. First is, uh, you know, do they feel recognized? Do they feel appreciated? Are, do our volunteers know that we need them and love them, right, and that they're valuable to us? And then the second part is, how do we build some of those habits of valuing volunteers, right, into our ministries? And so uh, there's a lot of these great resources that uh, are all going to be linked up to on the blog for this podcast, episode 100. And uh, we're just going to run through some of these things, you know, some of these ways that volunteers feel devalued and uh, a lot of different ways that that uh, how our ministries drive volunteers crazy, maybe might be the right way to say it. So the first article we link to is from pastors.com, and it's titled 10 Things Church Volunteers Wished Their Pastor Knew About Them. And we found some of these articles that really talked about the downside, the dark side of being a volunteer in a church. This one literally says, you know, I wish my pastor knew these things. Uh, The other one is, uh, you know, why good church volunteers quit. And the other one is four reasons you don't have enough volunteers. These are all stating a problem. Yeah. And they, they draw the problem out pretty good. You know, a, a lot of it is, you know, I think, I think for me, one of the primary things that came up in all of these is that volunteers want to feel like what they're doing, their ministry that they're helping with and volunteering with makes a difference, that it, that it is important, right? That people are being changed or impacted some way. Uh, and so if we have volunteers and they don't understand, you know, as Andy Stanley would say, right, they don't understand the win of of what they're doing and we're not right. in you know and we're not in there trying to tell them that type of thing that just depletes a volunteer's energy cuz they don't know why am I doing what I'm doing why am I greeting people on Sunday morning why am I making coffee you know why what's the point of folding bulletins i mean cuz you know you have volunteers who do stuff like that even and they people want to make a difference and so uh you know i think that when our volunteers don't feel like they're making a difference that's when we start to lose them a little bit. So volunteers want to know that what they're doing makes a difference, and it's not just busy work. Yeah. Here, I'll find something for you to do. Absolutely. When when my son was in rehab, he was doing some uh, getting back to work training, 
and they sent him to do some particular thing. And the people that he found when he got there, they didn't even know he was coming. And they said, well, we really don't have anything for you to do, so we'll, we'll just, here, here, just do this. And it was complete dummy work. Huh. Didn't even need to be done, but it was just something to keep him busy. We didn't go back there to do that again. <laughs> the next two mornings, he just didn't even bother sure. because he was not really wanting to just do busy work. You know, in our small churches, our volunteers could be, you know, our wives, our yeah. brother-in-law, yeah. our neighbor, you know, Uncle Louie. Uh, you know, he's he's helping us start this church. Uh, could be our kids are our biggest volunteers. Sure. And so, you know, we want to recognize that in your small church of 15 or 40, you may not have a lot of volunteers, but now is a good time if God's going to take your church maybe to a different reality in the next years, months or years, now is a good time to begin to set the tone for what volunteerism is in your church. Now is a good time to appreciate volunteers when you've only got, you know, five of them right. or ten of them. You can begin to set those traditions in place for how you handle volunteers. Yeah. Um, I think another one of the big, uh, you know, issues that volunteers have that comes out of these articles and, and that I've experienced in my own life is that, you know, volunteers, a lot of times you volunteer for something because you want to meet people or uh, you, you know, you you know somebody else who's volunteering, and you feel like, oh, this might be a good way to connect. And you know, a lot of volunteers, I think, come away from uh, uh, you know an event or an activity at church and feel like I was like adjacent to people, but I didn't build any community with people. Like no relationships. Yeah, there was no relational component to anything that we did. And so, you know, do we have? You know, are we thinking about church as an assembly line in some way, right? Where the people just kind of like, you know, stand in your line and, you know, put your peas on, as opposed to really creating community and building relationships through volunteering. Well, this one guy in the article where he was uh, interviewed about why he wanted to quit his volunteer ministry, he said, I feel like if I'm there or not, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. N- nobody even cares. So I'm I'm not valued. And I'm thinking that when somebody you know when somebody shows up they might like to hear oh thank god you're here <laughs> oh it's, i'm so glad you showed up yeah and i remember i remember recently for one of our college nights where we had uh we were cooking for college students and this volunteer showed up with his pickup truck with a grill on the back of it he gets out and his girlfriend gets out with him and they dump the grill in my driveway and we cook like, I don't know, 80 brats on that grill. Right, right. And I told him over and over, I couldn't have done this without you. I am so glad you showed up. Yes. It, this would not have happened had you not shown up with your grill. Absolutely. I don't know how they would have gotten cooked. So that that is really important. This one list where it says 15 reasons why good church volunteers quit. I mean, right on down here, this is a... Uh, this could be really depressing if you're guilty of a lot of them as a, as a church leader. There's no return on investment. The person, their life isn't changing or they're not impacting others for life change. Uh, there's no desire. They've just, they just feel burned out. He says, I just wanted to go, I just want to go and sit down. <laughs> um, no breaks. Uh, he said, uh, I, it may just be time for me to take a break. And I'm to the point where I don't need their permission. I'm just going to quit. I have no attachment to the vision of the church. I don't even know what the vision is. I'm here and I do this, but it's like I do it in a vacuum, in a box somewhere. And no appreciation. He says that in 15 years of serving, only one person has told me thank you. Oh, 
So that's that's pretty rough. That's dark for this guy who's serving <laughs> serving fifteen years. Yeah, right. And I, that's a pun there. Serving fifteen years in a volunteer <laughs> position at this guy's church. Yeah, see, that's what he was sentenced to. Sentenced to fifteen years. Any any another thing he said was no community. I don't have any relationship. Yeah, with the people that, and there's no plan on the part of the church leadership to build relational reality into the ministry of the people. Right, right. You know, just today, it's it's interesting we're talking about this. Today I was talking to a, a high school student, not from our church. Um, I do a little work at the high school, and I was talking to a high school student, and she said, yeah, tonight I have to get trained on the soundboard at my church. She said, because nobody likes to do, nobody likes to volunteer to do it, and my so my dad ends up doing it a lot, so I'm going to learn how to do it. Um, but if I don't get good training then all the uh, older people in church will get mad. Hmm. So volunteers sometimes, I think, turn into, like, scapegoats. We we even have had uh, a guy in our church, and uh, he's been told, you know, what's what's wrong with this thing or what's wrong with that thing? Because he's just manning a station, and he's not paid, and he's not, you know, part of, you know, he's a volunteer, and he's taking blame and taking heat for things. Uh, I think that that's probably got to be hugely frustrating for a volunteer to feel like I'm taking heat for something I'm just here to serve and I'm taking heat like for something going wrong or for somebody being a little upset about the ministry. They want the folks to get a paycheck to take heat for that stuff, right? Yeah. You know, they're just volunteering. They're just a volunteer. You know, there's one in here that I want to read because I think it's pretty important. And I'm wondering if any uh, of us has this going on in our church. It says that uh, the reason why this good volunteer wants to quit is that the, there's he, there's no margin in his life. He says the last six months have been a difficult stretch personally, professionally, financially, and from a health perspective. And because of these challenges, he's going to fall through the cracks. He would fall through the cracks at many churches. The scary question, though, is how many volunteers in our churches are also at risk because of similar issues and just no margin in their lives. We must have personal relationships with our volunteers and know what challenges they are facing outside of church. If they're going through stuff, I talked to a guy tonight. He told me a year ago he had two strokes, and then the next month he had two more strokes, and he was in physical rehab. Wow. He was in speech rehab. I said, I, I had no, Kelly, I had no idea that you had been going through this a year ago. Now, if you're listening, you got to know he doesn't go to our church, okay? So, <laughs> I you know, I wouldn't I would not have known. You're not that terrible. I'm not that terrible of a pastor. That's good. <laughs> where where people in my church are, you know, having rehab and I don't even know it. Um, but yeah, stuff going on in people's lives. Yeah. We have to take that into consideration. So, this has been a downer, man. This has been a downer podcast. Here we just we we're learning about all the ways we're whipping our volunteers and Maybe they're out there feeling horrible, beat down, whatever else it is. And it's probably also contributing. Maybe your church has a hard time getting volunteers, right? Maybe you have a hard time retaining volunteers. All this could be part of it. So, Can I I put one final nail? I think you should. In this encouragement coffin. episode 100 of (laughs) encouragement. Let's throw it in. On this article that says four reasons you don't have enough volunteers. By the way, can we just say... Uh, and this is not ripping on this article at all, but we could all write these kind of articles. I mean, we all have experienced enough ministry pain and angst that we could write, you know, five <laughs> reasons, eight, you know, eight causes, etc. 
why we've suffered through ministry situations. But <laughs> the number one reason that he's got on here is why we're not attracting volunteers. And I guess I'm reading this one as a moment of transparency. There is a lack of clarity about the purpose of the church. Mm. Oh, Pastor, don't you just love that one? (laughs) Aren't you just encouraged by that? Pastor, why can't you be clear with your people about the purpose of the church? Why can't you cast a a clear and compelling vision? Why can't you paint a picture of the future for your people to gather around and to serve to see you achieve it. If if you would like to send hate mail to Pastor Jeff, his Please address do. is for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, these are the kinds of things that make me want to bang my head against a brick wall and not stop. <laughs> and not stop. Okay, if you're like me, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Let's get to the good stuff. So we got to get to the good stuff. There's hope. There's oh, hope. There's I mean, encouragement. And it's not that hard. Here's the thing. If you're if you've been following along with us, if you've been tracking with this podcast, feeling like, yeah, man, I think you're describing a lot of my volunteers. We do not have a complicated program for you, right? Like this stuff is not that hard. You can do it. We have three points without a poem. Bam, bam, bam. We don't even have a poem. And it's not hard. These things are not hard. There, there are three simple ways to simple. value volunteers. Yes. To value volunteers. What's the first one? The first one, give your volunteers breaks mandatory don't even make it optional just tell them you know you're going to take this break at this time so you know maybe you give them a a week or two a quarter or you know what i'm saying or block it off in a year or uh you know say sunday schools you know all these teachers are taking summers off something so that your volunteers are getting breathing time you know it goes back to the margin if your volunteers have no margin in their life create some margin and you might say, well, I don't have enough people in my church to give my Sunday school teachers a break. I don't have enough Sunday school teachers. Then we have an idea for you. Take a month off of Sunday school. Revolutionary. You will give them a break. Yeah. And you tell your people, hey, we're going to take a month off of Sunday school because we're going to give our Sunday school teachers a break. They need a break. And they will say, oh, no, pastor, I'll keep teaching. Oh, no, we have to keep. That's where the mandatory comes in. Right. And that's valuing volunteers. So it might be that you take a month off in the summer. It might be that you take the summer off. Uh, It's already built into sports seasons. It's already built into the school year. It's already built into a lot of our board structures Mm -hmm. where our uh, deacons or our elders can only serve three years. Yeah. Here at our church, our elders have to take a, a year off between terms. Well, not between terms. Between after two consecutive, terms. whatever. I'm We're, just saying. We have 18-year terms, and after two <laughs> terms, they after can 36 take a years, break. yeah. So, you know, but this it's not that hard to just put get on a calendar and say, here are the breaks that we're taking. Here's the time that we're going to take some t- some rest. And let the volunteers know, like, this is because we want you guys to stay fresh and, you know, and stay away from the burnout that can happen so easily. Johnny, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up? Whoa. We're on different generations here. Oh no! Are you say, are you implying that we should like build breaks into our church calendar? I mean, I'm Johnny, not not implying that. Jo- Jesus did not take breaks. I, I think we both know that that's not true, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you guys, you ladies, just build it into the church calendar. Yes. 
Just say if you like if you're doing evening services, just say we're going to take two months. Take we're going to have evening services for two months. Give people a break, so that your musicians don't have to. Your piano player or whoever it would be doesn't have to do that every single Sunday night of the year. Yeah. Take a break from Sunday school. Take a break from you know. Take a break from the worship mm-hmm. service for one Sunday, and go away. As long as you don't feel threatened that they might go to another church. Just give them a Sunday off, and then you know you everybody gets a sun everybody gets the Sunday off. I thought about taking a Sunday off you, a few weeks ago, but I, I'm not a volunteer, so. Well, yeah, but you did take a Sunday off a few weeks ago. <laughs> I did. Take oh a wait, wait no, off. that was me. <laughs> oh, sorry. You took eight. I just took the one. No, come on, on no, not eight. Don't be lying. You can't be lying. Here. Can't be lying. Anyways, what's the second one? Okay, so the value, first thing you, is you value your volunteers by giving them mandatory breaks. Yes, building Do, those breaks in, building it right in. The yeah. second one is to resource them well maybe upgrade their resources that okay. they have and this doesn't if you don't have a lot of money it doesn't have to be real expensive and it doesn't have to be brand new it might be painting a room it might be ripping out the old carpet in a room yeah and not having anything for 3 weeks and then replacing it it might be a new whiteboard new flannel graph new flannel graph new flannel graph people you're going to have a very excited a uh, Sunday school teacher with if some you new need f- new flannel graph, <laughs> please please write us. We have a a ton load of flannel graph in the basement somewhere. We will find it. We will As ship do you your flannel graph. As do you? No, it, you know it doesn't have to be expensive. Maybe somebody needs a computer. Like I said, you know, might need to paint a room. Maybe it's just new curriculum. Yeah, making sure this is part of the value, though. If you give them something better, if you give them something newer, something whatever, you're saying, hey, your ministry is important enough that we are investing into it. We see you, and we're going to invest in what you're doing because what you're doing is important and makes a difference. We want to invest in that. That's all that it is. That's all that it is to resource them a little bit better than they are right now. Part of resourcing your volunteers is communication. Amen. Johnny, just recently we worked on some Dropbox stuff, okay? You and I have a Dropbox folder that we share me and Ingrid now have a Dropbox folder that we share. If you don't even know what Dropbox is, just go to dropbox.com. You can open up a folder and you can share it with somebody. You can share a folder with all of your volunteers in a particular ministry. Or if you're a small enough church, just all of your volunteers. And you could put information or certain files, Word documents, whatever, in there. That would be a way of resourcing, giving them information and communicating with them. This commercial brought to you by Dropbox.com. Dropbox, yeah. We are not. Dropbox.com slash 200. (laughs) Just click the microphone in the top right-hand corner. Yeah, and type in 200. No, but, you know, Dropbox, yeah. Google Drive. Anything you know, like that. Anything Communication like that. Communication is resourcing. That's a great point. So mandatory breaks, upgrade their resources. The third simple way to value volunteers, Johnny. Show gratitude. Show gratitude. So we have to actually, like, be thankful and thank them. I mean, yes, you absolutely I mean, do. they should be. I mean, Ephesians 4.12, you know, we've got to equip them to do ministry. We've got to thank them, too. I tell you, this generation, soft, mushy, oh, my word. squishy. A friend of mine made himself a calendar. Now, this is a twist on the gratitude, right? Okay. But he made himself a calendar of spouses of volunteers. Spouses of volunteers. And he sent the spouses thank you cards on a schedule so that every That's single cool. spouse of a volunteer got two thank you cards a year from him. Nice. And it just said, hey... 
thanks so much for giving us your spouse for these time frames for for allowing us to you know grow our ministry and by using you know the talents of your spouse I thought that was like really cool, you know, because that's not that's like gratitude on top of gratitude. You're saying thank you to your volunteers, and he did. But then at the same time, you know, you're showing up and saying thank you to the spouse, which I think is really a cool thing. So you you pastors 15 over, you you got to hear this one from Johnny, because we pastors who are 15 over, we just expect our volunteers to be good foot soldiers in in Jesus' army. Oh goodness! And they are going to serve the King. Without any gratitude, they should expect nothing except for utter devotion. And if you're not willing to give up everything you have to follow him, you cannot be his disciple, right? We have that kind of a mentality. Johnny's laughing. He doesn't <laughs> understand this. <laughs> he thinks though, we should be gushing over people. As though, as though giving up everything means and giving it directly to the church. <laughs> no, giving up everything and not expecting any gratitude from anybody. <laughs> yeah. You deserve whether or not you get thanked. That's funny. So we value volunteers when we thank them. Send a thank you note. Throw a throw a Christmas party. Create some sort of volunteer appreciation Sunday. I went to a church once and they they uh, gave out kudos like the granola bars. They they had people stand up and mm-hmm. then they gave them kudos and like you cool. know that was just a, it's a silly thing right but this tells the people right these volunteers are important buy them a gift card take them out to lunch show your gratitude just say hey you mean a lot to our church we want to say thank you because if you don't feel that way like if you're 50 and older it doesn't mean that you are a bad person and don't feel gratitude. I'm going to take Jeff as not meaning that. But if I'm you, serious. If you don't feel gratitude to your volunteers, you don't deserve them to be volunteering for you. They should go to another church. Grat- that's, yeah. that's the bottom line. It, it, gratitude is free. <laughs> that's that's right? it, man. It really is. So just say thanks. Show gratitude because, hey, they're making your life a whole lot easier anyway. Every little job they do, you're not doing. I am going to give you a free gift. Show some gratitude. I'm going to give you a free gift. Go ahead. I got a card from a family in our church uh, when I was going through this deal with my son, and he was in the hospital. I got this card, this appreciation card, and I'm going to put it. It's going to be the picture in this blog post. There you go. You're going to have to look at it. I have never in my life gotten a card like this. Never, ever have I gotten such a creative, thoughtful card from a family in my church. It was this, it was on a huge poster, and when you said the kudos thing, it reminded me of this. Huh. And you'll you'll have to look, and maybe some of you have gotten it. If you have, you know, good for you. I haven't. I've never gotten a card like this, so you'll have to look on uh, 200 churches for uh, 200churches.com for December 17th. You'll see the picture, and it'll give you an idea how you can take that idea, simplify it, yeah. and thank your volunteers. We need to value our volunteers. We Absolutely. don't want volunteers burning out. We don't want volunteers you know, writing secret blog posts while they're quitting after 15 years. We don't, that's, we don't want that for our We're volunteers. not that church. <laughs> yeah, don't be that church. Don't be that pastor. We need to love on our volunteers and value our volunteers. And I think in a small church, and we go back to this all the time, it's easier in a small church, not harder. You know who these people are. Go say thank you, resource them, and get them the breaks that they need so that they can stay happy and healthy. Jeff, we're 100 episodes in. Do you think we have another 100 in us? 
Oh, I have another hundred of me, Johnny. You got another hundred? I don't know if they're with you or not. Come on now. I'm just teasing. I'm a young man. <laughs> That's true. You got more in you than I have. Oh, I see. They're not. You don't know if they're with me. I see. Not if I have them in me, but if they're with me, I see how it is. See, I get the I get the benefit of listening to all this later when I edit it, and I catch things that you say that I never hear when we're when we're recording. And then I've got my earplugs, you know, my earplugs, yeah, that's what I need. My ear, earbuds in, and I'm listening to it. I'm laughing to myself as I'm listening to the things that you said that I never heard because I was thinking about what I was going to say next. Well, I, I heard that. And you go find somebody else. That's fine. <laughs> so, they won't do it like I do it, though, man. So as we're, as we're completing 100 episodes, we want to thank you for listening. Absolutely. And thank some of you for emailing us. Telling us where you're listening from, what you're doing. I forwarded my wife an email yesterday that a listener sent us, and um, she emailed me back and she said, "This put tears in my eyes. I can't believe this." Yeah, in a in a good way. He wasn't like your podcast sucks. It was a nice email. <laughs> you know, we haven't gotten one of those yet. No, that's true. We just haven't gotten one. <laughs> we have not. If you hate us, you can email that too. But uh, we got she. I sent her this email and she it was just like you know. What a response. I mean, so thank you so much for your words of encouragement. They mean so much to us. Yeah, you guys, you guys and you ladies are out there serving and doing stuff, and you're listening to us blather. Exactly. <laughs> and if we can encourage you as a small church pastor, one of you said, hey, I know I'm not alone. I'm part of something bigger. Absolutely. And that's the truth. We yep. are. We're all part of something bigger. And small churches around the world are making a huge difference for the kingdom of God. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week on the 200 Churches Podcast. Jeff and Johnny, this is Paul Kuzma. I just want to let you guys know that I've been listening to the 200 Churches Podcast for quite a while now, and I just love the authenticity and the vulnerability that both of you speak with on a regular basis. The stuff you bring to the life of small church pastors is remarkable. And it's my hope that you guys will keep going with this incredible work that you're doing. God bless both you guys. We hope you've been encouraged and challenged by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday to provide you with more ministry encouragement as you pastor your 200 church. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love your people.